Thank you for tuning in to Morning Moments with Pastor Bruce Goddard from Faith Baptist Church. We pray that this is a blessing to you. Thanks for joining us today on our Faith Baptist Church podcast. I'm always glad to get a couple of minutes together and hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying close to the Lord. Uh, I just saw a note this week that if you don't realize you are in a spiritual battle, then you are already losing. And uh, well, that is certainly the case. We've got enemies. Um, We've got the wicked one as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And as a people of God, we need to resist him steadfast in the faith. And um, it's not through physical things, it's through spiritual things. But let's stay in our Bibles, stay close to God, keep uh, throw, it, throw out the garbage thinking, get rid of the trash and the radio and the internet and do your best to keep things clean and right. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. Um, I want to just read a verse for you. It's familiar to most of you. It talks about what we should think on. Philippians 4.8 says, finally, my bre- or finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And so there's a list there, a list of eight things to think on, things that are honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, and praise. And I missed one there going through that. But um, Paul ties that in with the verses around it about the God of peace being with you and the peace of God being with you. So it's so vital that we control our thought life and and want to encourage you be on guard assume that the battleground is is your brain your heart your mind your ears the things that come in um he says in verse 9 of philippians 4 those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the god of peace shall be with you and well that's what we want i just was using that as a thought that was um talking to a good friend recently a good pastor friend of mine in another state and he's had some um he's had difficulties like all of us have but um and none none that i would say are cataclysmic but he's had burdens but he's got a good marriage he's got really good kids his kids are just about all grown and um gr- i mean really good kids and he's got a good church and and just um just a good man. Um, I'm very thankful to be around him. And uh, but he and I were talking, and he he said, um, "I wonder if you could help me." He said, "I feel like I'm just struggling emotionally or mentally, or feeling a little discouraged, feeling a failure." And he kind of went through some things, and I was real slow to respond because um, let every man be quick to hear slow to speak, slow to wrath, Ephesians tells us. And it's always good to stop and think before you start spouting off things and acting like you know everything. But I, I spent a little time thinking, and and um, I offered him a few thoughts, and I, I said, I'll, I'll give you some more, but here's just a couple. And, and then later I sent him a text of a couple of more thoughts. And, and um, you know, we, we all face these things, and the people that have the most still struggle we've got an enemy we've got a spiritual enemy and um, we have those fears and worries because of flesh because of the world around us and the more you have the more you worry worry about losing what you have 
And you may think these uh, people that are rich and famous are happy-go-lucky, care devil, devil may care, you know, carefree, whatever, but they're not. They've most of them have worked pretty hard to get where they are, and they don't want to lose what they've got. But anyway, for the child of God, I um, I had just a, a few thoughts that I gave this pastor, and he thanked me, and he's so kind, and I think he could have given me advice. He's a quality man, but here's one thing. Uh, Two or three things, I guess. Number one, I, I said, count your blessings. Count your blessings. You know the song, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you with the Lord. And we forget how good God has been to us. Look up. Is there a roof over your head? Look in the cupboards. Is there food? Slowly take stock of what you have. I mean, physically, monetarily. And thank God. Thank God for that closet with clothes and and thank God for those things. And you can go to your spouse or your children, your car, your house, whatever it might be. And then you could you could ask yourself, are you saved? You know, am I saved? Do I have a good church? Do I have a Bible? Am I free? Do I have hands and feet? See, we need to cultivate gratitude. Gratitude is the enemy of depression. Gratitude is the enemy and the conquering enemy of of self and when we pour out of our heart and out of our lips words of praise and gratitude for how good god has been to us it just stifles those poor me and i've got it hard and things haven't turned out like i liked it and by the way things haven't turned out like we planned it or like we wanted it for any of us there's nobody that has everything just turned out just exactly like they wanted it to turn out. It just doesn't happen uh, because the, the great achievers have great dreams. And there's always something going to go wrong. See, the problem is we're, we deal with sinners, our spouse, our children, our friends, neighbors, co-workers. And when you deal with sinners, sinners let you down. It's, a, it's just a, people act like, oh, what a shock, my whoever um, disappointed me. Well, what did you expect? They're a sinner. Of course, they're going to let you down. So number one, I told this good preacher, I said, count your blessings. Number two, I said, focus your attention on doing the will of God more than seeing the results of your work. Focus your attention on doing the will of God more than, than focusing on the results. See, we, we get busy looking at how it turned out. What we should get do is get busy looking at what we did. If I did what God asked me to do, then I am a success. And if going through a trial, I responded to that trial as God asks me to respond to trials, then I am a total success. I'm a complete conqueror. When I face a, a, a sickness, when I face a disappointment, when some tragedy enters into my life, when there's a death or there's a great sickness, when there's a disappointment in earthly plans, when I face those things, walking in faith, loving God, trusting God, then I'm in the will of God. I'm in the will of God like Joseph was in the will of God in prison or Daniel in prison or Paul the Apostle in prison. When, when you focus on what God wants you to do, um, we get busy focusing on the results. And here we tried and tried, and this didn't turn out so good, and that didn't turn out as big and as successful as I wanted, and my business didn't turn out quite away. Stop, stop, stop. Did you do what God asked you to do? Ask yourself, did you do what God asked you to do? Did you work hard? Did you plan? Did you prepare? Um, did you prayerfully go into this situation? 
And if you've done those things and you've sought to, to please God, then God's pleased. God doesn't need you to be rich to be pleased with you. And God doesn't need you to be healthy to be pleasing to him. And God doesn't need you to be a great athlete. Or he doesn't need your children to be on the honor roll for you to please him. You, you can please God doing right, whether you have children or marriage or anything. Just, just do the will of God and God's pleased. Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And so, number one, I said count your blessings. Number two, focus on doing what God asks you to do. The do is what's so vital. Number three, um, focus on influencing one person. It might be just holding that baby in the nursery and you just focus on praying for that child, praying that their parents would be blessed that day at church and encouraged. Maybe that's a baby of a parent who's teaching Sunday school. Pray that God blesses their teaching. Be a blessing in that spot. You may be teaching a Sunday school class or whatever it is you're working with. You may be leading a children's choir. Focus on influencing one life because one life at a time is how you change the world. And Jesus, um, here he was, God in the flesh, and he, he had 12. And he had some big days and preached to some crowd, but his time mainly was spent with 12. And actually, most the, 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 the inner circle was three, Peter, James, and John. And uh, Jesus showed us the example to influence a small number of people in a great way. And so you don't need a church running a thousand to influence one person. And I've mentioned it before, but but there was a mechanic at this little community church up in the mountains of Hayfork where I grew up. And um, that mechanic um, got a little concerned about young people not having anything uh, much to do, no youth department or anything. He invited the kids over to his house one Sunday night or on several Sunday nights. His wife made some cookies, whatever. He didn't know what to do with some teenagers, a handful, four or five, whatever. And so he had a gospel track and he explained to them how to, how to witness their friends. And one of those young men in his living room that learned how to witness led me to Christ in a city park. Now that little church probably never saw over 50 people in it, maybe 70 on a big day or something, but it was not a large church of any kind at all. And yet my wife, my wife and I both were influenced by that church. And so how, how, how important is it that we influence one? So let's focus our attention that one child, visit that one lonely neighbor. Go visit that one widow. Go to the convalescent home with the folks who have the services or go during the week and visit that one person. It's so, so very important. One person is what's important and uh, it's vital. Then, and so I said, number one, I want to encourage you, count your blessings. Number two, focus on doing the will of God more than seeing results. Number three, and by the way, in regard to results, we don't know the results. Um, Charles Spurgeon was saved as a, as a young teenage boy in a storm. He stumbled into a church one night, late at night. The storm was so bad, the pastor didn't show up. Just a handful of people in the front of the church. And, and a deacon stood up and told the story of, uh, of, uh, in the book of Numbers where Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. And John 3 says uh, that, his, uh, that whoever looked in that, on that serpent was made well. And, and then John quotes it in John 3 and says, um, for whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If we would believe that looking to Jesus saves us. And even as the serpent was lifted up in the, in the wilderness, so also must the son of man be lifted up. That's how John 3 goes. And um, so um, it's, it's just so vital that, um, that we understand the great influence 
of um, of our of doing the will of God because that night that deacon stood up, told the story. Charles uh, Spurgeon walked down an aisle, trusted Christ. He's just a kid; nobody knew that within ten years he'd be pastoring the most influential church in England and probably in the world. And his writings still are probably read by more people than any other writer in uh, the last couple of hundred years of Baptist writings. Um, we don't know. So do the will of God and let God take care of where those dominoes fall in the years and decades and centuries to come. And uh, focus on influencing one. And then lastly, work hard at knowing God. Work hard at knowing God because knowing God is success. Getting to know God intimately is success. Now, how do you get to know him? I'd read your Bible, read it a lot and think on it, meditate on it, um, develop a prayer life. I'd get prayer lists, however is good for you. I, I try to have several prayer lists and, and I have missionary pictures. I'm a little bit scatterbrained. I've got missionary pictures on the little wall, a little cubby hole behind my office and I pray for them and I've got a, a couple of prayer lists that pop up on my calendar and if I'm not in the middle of something, I'll just bring that prayer list up and pray over those needs. And I've got multiple prayer lists like that. Uh, I've got a prayer list of preacher friends. And then I've got a prayer list of church families and so many different ones. One of our men one day said, he said, I bet you I'm not on your prayer list. And I thought, well, I'm pretty sure you are. But I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to say anything. So I went and looked. And sure enough, there he was. So I brought the prayer list to him and showed him, yeah, you're on my prayer list. And um, but work hard at getting to know God. And one of the things that helps you, along with reading your Bible and prayer, is is Read how other people got to know God. I like biographies. I'm going to give you a couple of names here. These are just missionaries, but I could give you pastor names as well. But these are names of people that I've read about and read some, read lengthy stories about them, some uh, brief stories. William Carey, David Livingston, Amy Carmichael, Sam, uh, Jim, Jim Elliott, and Nate Saint, uh, Mary Slesser, uh, Adoniram Judson, Hudson Taylor, John Stam, John and Betty Stam, famous missionaries in China, Gladys Allward, also in China, Jonathan and Rosalind Goforth, also in China. Um, you read these people's stories and it'll help you get to know God. It'll help you realize greatness is in who you know. Greatness is something you possess inside. And you'll see that there are people who worked years before they had one convert. And it's not about the results. It's about knowing God, walking with God, obeying God, living for God. So I said, number one, if you want to get, you know, it's just you're feeling like maybe you're not so successful, count your blessings. Look how good God's been. Focus, number two, on doing the will of God. Don't worry about the results. Number three, focus on influencing one person, one at a time or one person, period. And then number four, just work hard at getting to know God. And those things I think will help you. And, and But if you're, work, you're going to work at it because this whole world, I started in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, think on these things. The devil's going to throw everything imaginable at you to get you thinking about everything but the things of God. Now, you're at war. You're in a spiritual war. And if you're going to win this thing, you're going to have to do it on purpose. Hey, I hope you'll take these things. Maybe there'll be a help in getting them put into practice and getting that mental and spiritual victory in your Christian life.